0: All right, let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 124 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. So much love and respect to every listener out there that tuned into episode 122 and 123. I dropped them back to back last week uh, just because I had so much going on outside of work, you know, family events and things like that. Mother's Day, uh, my baby brother's birthday, uh, my lady graduating. So we had a whole bunch of little shindigs and celebrations going on. You know, it's important to always celebrate your family. So it was it was a hectic first two weeks of may um but you know i'm back on schedule um you know i wouldn't trade my family for the world um and so you know i apologize to all the listeners but you know family is everything so uh let's go ahead and uh get started on that good old summer jam screen so i am creeping up so i am past a year being a first-time homeowner uh me and me and the wife and um man it was a goddamn learning lesson uh just you're always learning something new when you own a home it's just always learning you're always learning something you think you know you're gonna do something this way and then it turns out you got to do it a whole different other sort of way and no one told me that i would be spending so much money at home depot home damn depot um like this week right now so uh just opened up the pool trying to get it all you know situated and things like that so the bearings went bad this is just one instance <laughs> so the bearings went bad in my pool motor so it's just making this loud anno- annoying noise and uh so it's real it was real loud when you you know turned it on it was j- it just sounded it was just like just real real loud it just sounded like a bad vacuum cleaner And so, you know, I don't want to be that asshole who has it because it still kind of worked. And uh, but you don't want to be that asshole neighbor, you know, who has his pool motor on and, you know, just, you know, annoying my neighbors. Even though I'm sitting on the acre, like you still could hear that shit to the house behind me because I walked up to my gate to see if you could still hear from there. And then the next house, there's a lot next to me that's about half an acre. And then it's my neighbor, uh, Chuck, over there. And so, um, you know, I didn't just want to be that asshole. And then I got uh, the homeboy, uh, Mike, who stays, you know, across the street from me. So you don't want to be that asshole, you know, bothering folks. And plus, you know, it'd be a situation where the bearings going bad, so the motor's going to blow out anyway. So I had to buy a new fucking motor, right? so a new motor from a pool that's you know that's almost 200 bucks there's like 190 some bucks right there and then the chlorinator that you know feeds the chlorine into the pool that stops working so uh and it was a harsh winter so my dumbass forgot to put the chlorinator inside one of my sheds and so the uh the tubes that hooks up to the pvc pipes they were just pretty much frozen thawed out and so you know when plastic happens like that it's real brittle so it was just split off broke off and the chlorinator just stopped working so i disconnected the chlorinator and it was fed into some pvc pipes so you got a hole in the pvc pipe so you're losing pressure right so i had to replace the pvc pipes that's what i just did it just got done doing so i'm waiting on that to curate with the cement so you know, you're spending, you know, another 15 bucks right there on some goddamn PVC pipes on some fucking plastic. And then you have to buy the cement and the primer and shit. And so that's another $10 right there. Like every time I go to Home Depot, you know, you, you're spending, it's just like 100 bucks here, 200 bucks there. It's just like I need to fucking, I need to buy some stock in there really. And the most annoying thing about going to Lowe's and Home Depot is uh, the expert is never there. Like, so I'm asking about the PVC pipes because I've never replaced PVC pipes. I've only fixed leaks and things like that. So I'm used to using the primer and the cement, but I've never replaced, you know, uh, a PVC pipe using coupling. And so it's just like using Lego pieces, but you got to saw it off and, you know, glue the shit together. But uh, so I'm there and it's like two guys trying to help me because the plumbing expert isn't in. And it's always like that. And then I remember when I was trying to replace um, part of my ceiling, I had a leaky, uh, uh, the tub was leaking onto the other bathrooms, so onto the the bathroom below it, it's ceiling. So we had this just big ass water pit, you know, hanging from the ceiling. So I popped that and then I put some JB Weld on the, um, uh, it's an epoxy that basically you wrap around the pipe to stop the leak. So I did that and i spent i don't know how long trying to make trying to fix the ceiling trying to make it look like it originally did it don't look like it originally did i might have to hire somebody to fix that but i spent so much money on drywall um an electric uh cutter um paint primer and uh you know the um the uh um, the fucking mud that dries up you know that glues it together Drywall screws is it's frustrating, it's very frustrating owning a home, but at the same time, you're like, Oh, well, this is mine, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sitting on a big ass acre of land. So, when I first bought the house, me and my father in law went to Lowe's to get a lawnmower, and of course, I need to get the riding lawnmower. So, you think so? You, I'm thinking we got we still got all this money left over. You know, we can, you know, furnish the house and things like that. You know, we had, what we had About 10, 11 grand, something like that left over. And uh, so I'm thinking like, oh shit, yeah, we can, you know, just furnish the house and then we can just keep the rest if anything happens. Man, so I buy a mower. That's fucking two racks right there, a John Deere riding mower. So that's two racks. And And I love the thing, but I ain't never in my life been so sick to my stomach Paying that much money for one thing, you know. I'm used to dropping that, like, you know, on a car, like a down payment on a car, or some shit like that. But I was just like, you know, I just seen our savings account just go down, just like, god damn. And then I had to buy a blower that's another 150 bucks, you know, to blow the leaves away. And, uh, you know then we had to buy a brand new tv because we had a couple of little 32s or a 32 and a 37 so we had to buy a 65 inch tv to make it look nice and then we had to buy a bedroom set because uh we put the our old queen bed into the guest bedroom and so we needed a king size bedroom set and shit, that was another what three racks right there man it's just so goddamn expensive but i'm lucky then in the negotiations with the house, that my man's who we bought it from left the um, the uh, the um, washer dryer and the uh, the fridge, and um, so the dishwasher was leaking. So he knocked off some money from that because the plumber couldn't fix it. Uh, so we ended up having to buy a new dishwasher, and we got the state of the art high end dishwasher. That was another what six seven hundred bucks, but. No, about six hundred bucks, cause my father-in-law used his military discount. And I thank him for that, and um, it's just, and then it's just like I said, the trips to Home Depot. So you're trying to save money and shit like that. But it's man, it's like every day off that you have, you're working on a project, either a home improvement project or trying to beautify your home. So I'm not, you know, I'm saying all this. I don't want to deter anybody from being a homeowner because when we do throw events at our house it's it's pretty nice to see people our families come in here and be like oh i love what you guys did with the house and then on those days where you can just kind of relax you just kind of kick your feet up and be like you know this is all ours you know but you know i understand the argument that some people don't want to buy a home and things like that but if you think about it you purchase a home i mean that's pretty much your road to wealth so to speak. I know Dr. Uh, Boyce Walking say it really isn't or some shit like that. He has some, some qualms about that and uh, basically how the housing market is. But if your credit game is on point and you get a low interest rate, you will be A-OK. You'll be paying a, probably a couple hundred more bucks than you would for a nice apartment in the state of Nebraska for a home, right? Because that's where we're at right now. We got a damn good interest rate and you know but one of the most annoying things about owning a home is i didn't know people still did this fucking door-to-door salesmen. i don't know if they got i don't know if they go down to the to the courthouse and get a list of you know property owners or whatever and who pay property taxes that's another thing that sucks dick is property taxes property taxes suck and my property taxes just went up because of an OPS school bond, so the Omaha Public School Bond. So it sucks, but at the same time, it's going to help kids. And, um my uh my ladies her her school is on uh the bond also to get some of the so they're going to improve all the older schools and things of that sort. so that's that's a great thing so i I don't really trip about that but it's just man property taxes are so goddamn expensive here in the state of nebraska you pay about two percent of what you paid for your home in property taxes it is disgusting it is so high and every politician here in nebraska it's always running like especially for governor They're always talking about oh we'll work on lowering the property taxes and it never happens it never happens like that's the biggest qualm from the biggest fucking millionaire here you know well, billionaire warren buffett on down to little old me we all have the same complaints about just how high property taxes are but that's another story so um like i said just owning a home it's pretty dope it's just work though because you work you go to work you come home you work but it's worth it though and you know um it's just you owning a piece of the earth owning a piece of the country the earth whatever you want to look at it as like i said we're sitting on about an acre um an acre of land and you just know like hey this is mine it's something it's my little you know paradise in the world and when i come home it always feels like such a good thing i know i was complaining but i'm a cheap motherfucker i tell you that off rip. i am cheap i grew up poor so when i get money i hold on to that motherfucker like it ain't nothing you know so i'm a food stamp baby but you know when i when i get money i just want to hold on to it and hold on to it tight because i don't know if somebody gonna come take it or what it's just it's just how a lot of us are you know grew up poor and you know, start getting a little bit of money and things like that. Uh, or some people just go on the opposite end and just splurge and just blow that shit before somebody come take it. But me, I'd rather hold on to it and I dare you to come take it. You know, we're gonna fight to the death for it. But I would encourage folks, like I said, to do home ownership. But if it ain't for you and you just wanna you know kind of live that rogue lifestyle you know have a dope fly apartment you know in a downtown metropolitan area of your city and just you know travel and do things like that and you really don't want to settle down I mean live your life do your thing you know I'm not going to finger wag and shame anybody but it is pretty dope owning a piece of you know owning something you know what I'm saying that you can only improve the value of you know so you always want to do home improvements to make your values go up make your home look beautiful and uh you know when it comes time to sell you know you got a few hundred thousand dollars in your bank account you know and so then you move on to another home or something of that extent so it is your your path to wealth if that makes sense you know besides uh investing and saving your money you know what i'm saying and being smart about your money but um yeah so like i said i'm creeping up on a year it's been a roller coaster it's been a headache um it's been some uh it's been a headache it hasn't been a heartache um which is good uh but it's you know it's just all work that's all it is just work 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 you know like Rihanna says and um you know I love it I love it I'm very joyful um uh only thing I don't like is uh having so many people over my house when we have events i just be like y'all can go home now you know as soon as they start showing up but you know it is what it is you know y'all can enjoy it you know i just want y'all to stay and help clean up you know (laughs) but anyways uh what else can we put up on that good old summer jam screen let me get my notes here i was ranting about home ownership for about 15 minutes which is disrespectful to y'all and i'm sorry so let me get these damn notes pulled up if i can let's see here oh did y'all see kendrick lamar and uh the white fan issue so kendrick lamar he cuts a fan spotlight short because she wanted to say nigga in an on-stage rap along so i don't know why k-dot picked a white woman to rap along to mad city but you know he got the fan on stage had her rap, rap the words to mad city and uh i failed to mention this was in alabama So this is this is people are saying it's a tough spot to be in. Uh I know TI said it was going to be, you know, it's kind of a tough spot to be in, you know, and I'm just like, nigga, you the artist. What are you talking about? It's a tough spot to be in. Uh, you know, if you're white, yeah, how is this a tough spot to be in? Just don't say the fucking word nigga. Just don't say it. Like how is that how is that hard? And especially in this climate. When you got all these people running around in MAGA hats, which we non whites, especially black folks, we equate to uh you know having on a clan hood just out in the open because we know you're all about patriotism, aka white nationalism, right? So we know that's intertwined in a very, very fine fabric. So I've seen, like I said, multiple uh posts from white folks about this incident and some niggas too, some uh uh, folks talking about uh, it's just a song, it's free speech. You know, I, I people love the hoot and holler about free speech, but you know, free speech anybody can say it, but there's also a freedom to challenge that speech. Y'all do know that, right? So many people try to hide behind you know, uh, freedom of expression and free speech, but people can challenge that too. You forget that other side. Um, but you know, to be black in America, you know, going back to white folks saying the word nigga. Uh, you know there has to be some kind of freedom For being white I guess Or just not giving a fuck um, You know To be black in America You're always aware of your blackness in every situation You know that's why we have so many Hats to wear that fit in different scenarios You know white folks in the black Concert scenario Just either don't know Or don't give a fuck And Nine, to- nine and a half times out of ten It's the latter they just don't give a fuck but it's 2018 it ain't cool to say nigga white folks like it's just not just don't fucking say it you know if you're gonna say that shit you know say that in the car sing-along by yourself with the windows rolled up and the doors locked and your phone on airplane mode you know what i'm saying just just i don't understand just how hard it's not to do how hard it's just don't fucking do it right and i i I have to disagree with ti when he uh for saying it's a tough spot to be in it ain't no fucking tough spot to be in You know just don't fucking say the word And uh salute to Kendrick Lamar For just getting her off the stage and cutting it short Like nah it ain't gonna work So Um let's move on a little bit Uh let's talk about uh Your Democrats I know I talked about them in episode 123 And selling hope like dope But we are going to go ahead and keep them Up on the good old summer jam Screen Okay, we're going to move them to the main stage. So Democrats are just uh, falling back in line uh, with Republicans for the midterms coming up. Uh, as y'all know, I don't know if y'all seen the article in the Washington Post, 17 Democrats helped pass a bill that rolled back some regulations on banks. With uh, $50 billion in assets. And this is from the Washington Post. It says under the bill, uh, banks with more than $50 billion in assets would no longer be automatically subject to the toughest federal regulations, including a yearly stress test <clears throat> to prove that they could survive another onslaught of economic turmoil, you know, hinting back to 2008. Uh, the bill would raise that threshold to $250 billion in assets. Potentially allowing several high-profile financial institutions, including American Express and Ally Financial, uh, to escape the uh, extra regulatory scrutiny. The legislation would also exempt banks with less than $10 billion in assets from the uh, Volcker rule, and the Vol- uh, rule. I'm sorry, uh, which bars banks from making certain risky wagers with their own money. So small banks will also be exempted from the Dodd-Frank requirement that they report more detailed data on borrowers and the industry has uh complained that both regulations are too cumbersome and time consuming well you know what by raising the uh asset threshold to 250 billion dollars the number of banks subject to the heightened regulatory scrutiny would fall from 38 banks just down to 12 Under the legislation that was passed Tuesday So it's passed legislation So now it's about to be slid onto the Cheeto and Chief's desk To become uh, a law And most likely he will sign that into law So these banking industries are complaining that You know going through this is uh, time consuming and cumbersome Well, you guys pretty much failed horribly in 2008. Remember that? The Occupy Wall Street shit and then the savior, the black Jesus, Barack Obama, came in and said that these banks are too big to fail, so he had to bail them out because they were just being risky with these bullshit-ass loans, these home loans. This is back when uh, you have to go back to, uh, I believe this was under uh, Clinton, uh, former President Clinton, uh, giving out these home loans. So basically, you could get a fucking $300,000 house, you know, and put $1,500 down. And they really were not doing thorough credit checks and background checks. It was just like, oh, oh, here you go. And just it was this. It was just a real predatory lending practice. And they talked about this in the big short. And And the guy, I forgot his name. He predicted that this would happen. So these banks are complaining that it's too cumbersome and time-consuming for y'all to go through our paperwork and do a risk assessment and all this other shit well banks rule the u.s financial system it just does and y'all failed horribly and i said y'all should have let that shit collapse and then we just start all over from scratch but you know we just had to just start printing money and loaning out money left and right the government did but which is odd right so you have these so you have these uh these democrats who just kind of fell in line to uh to uh you know uh, stand with the republicans and let me and uh and so what's amazing about this it, it was a splinter news article that uh talked about it a little bit and let me see here give me just a second so they also had a breakdown of all the Democrats who voted, uh, you know, to help pass this in legislation. Uh, they had all the senators and uh, how much money they actually took from uh, financial institutions. And so you had Senator Michael Bennett out of Colorado. He took about one point nine million dollars in donations. You had Tom Carpenter in uh, Delaware and that's one hundred and seventy uh thousand dollars uh let's see also senator chris coons out of delaware 373 thousand dollars uh you had joe donnelly in indiana uh 448 thousand dollars you had uh, maggie Hansen in new hampshire she took about 421 thousand dollars from these banking institutions financial institutions you had heidi uh, heitkamp uh, out of North Dakota, she took about uh five hundred and eleven thousand dollars. You had your man Doug Jones out of Alabama, good old Doug Jones that black folks helped get in, and we were hooting and hollering from everybody from sean King down to me was uh hooting and hollering about four hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. You had Tim Kane out of Virginia nine hundred and twenty one thousand dollars uh let's see here Angus King out of maine uh Took one hundred fifteen thousand dollars. You had Joe Manchin. He took uh, two hundred eighty-nine thousand out of West Virginia. Let's see here. Uh, Claire McCaskill eight hundred nine thousand dollars out of Missouri. Uh, Bill Nelson two hundred eighty-one thousand dollars out of Florida. Uh, let's see here. You had Gary Peters, and he took what about six hundred forty-eight thousand uh, dollars. Gene uh shaheen, shaheen uh took about $319,000 out of New Hampshire uh Debbie uh Stabino uh let's see here how much she take uh $484,000 uh you had John Tester out of Montana $782,000 And you had Mark uh Warner he took about 1.3 almost 1.4 million dollars uh, from financial institutions so you know that was just that was just hush money just to let them know what was going on and doug jones you know shout out to him being one of those that was falling right in line with the republicans you know we black folks who was hooting and hollering about that w and how black showed up and showed out to vote And was crazy about this bill Rolling back the federal scrutiny is that this opens up the door for loan discrimination with the federal loan, uh, federal government data collection on loans from these banks weakening. So they're going to stop collecting so much data on how they uh, issue out these loans and they could actually use that data to investigate loan discrimination, but they're going to roll back them practices right with this bill so house members you know are trying to hide behind that we're protecting mom and pop banks you know if you got 50 billion dollars in assets you ain't no mom and pop bank you know it's nothing but a smoke screen like i quoted before if this law become if this bill becomes law you know most likely it will the number would drop from 38 banks to 12 banks for the heightened you know regulations which is sad and it's crazy but guess that's just how the system works you know like i said with these these democrats and these republicans that's why i'm nonpartisan because there's just two wings of the same damn bird that's it after these folks get done arguing on the house floor they go out and have dinner together and shoot the shit i don't care how tough and bad they be talking on these now this videos and all this other shit and uh showing so much passion on the floor after that gavel comes down or that bell rings whatever the fuck it is they go have dinner with each other and hang out and all this other shit two wings of the same bird just playing us against each other but my nigga hold what you gotta say well, don't be the next tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks Alright, thank you Tyrone Biggum for that lovely intro of Selling Hope Like Dope. I left that $5 up under the uh, doormat by the back door for you, players. so go and get the fuck out of here. Alright, so Selling Hope Like Dope, we have to give it to the nigga hating conservatives, uh, you know, they're in their boycott of Netflix. Uh, due to the Obama's inking a deal with the streaming services and I know a lot of y'all high capping online y'all ain't about to cancel that shit cause your kids start bothering you and then next thing you know you actually gotta do something with your damn kids or your wife or your husband is nagging because they can't fucking watch Jessica Jones or some shit or what happened to Monday you know on uh, Netflix or you can't watch uh, some documentary about Trump so you can jack off to it but go ahead and keep selling that hope like dope you know but I understand the outrage I do I really do you know y'all mad that the Obamas are inking a deal with the streaming services so you think that some kind of liberal agenda is going to be pushed but you know there's the outrage of seeing the first black family do good and I know I know know it's tough to see that you know you wish that the, the Obamas would just go away so you could forget those eight years of a black man leading the country because you wanna keep living that public school lie about presidents before 44. It helps you to sleep at night that a bigot is the president of the United States. It does, it helps you sleep at night, you know that. Uh, For eight years, you lived in fear, you know, due to non-whites, mainly blacks, showing their political power and outnumbering the so-called majority in both elections. You saw what happens when black folks get on the same page and vote as a block. America is not the white utopia it once was. And you were reminded of that every day for eight years straight. So when you see a story about the Obamas, you get sick to your stomach, you get anxious, you clutch your pearls a little bit tighter, and you go online and voice your frustrations. So who's really the snowflake here? You can try to hide behind your party affiliation, but deep down, we all know it's quite fragility that has you so worked up. If you practice love as opposed to hate, you wouldn't have such a high level of anxiety you know, when you see non-whites doing so good, specifically black folks, you know, it's time to take a good look in the mirror and accept the truth. Racism, white supremacy is an illness that affects everyone, even those that identify with the side of the oppressor. Now, Do I agree with the Obama's inking a deal with uh, Netflix? I really don't give two fucks about it. To tell you the truth. I don't. They out here getting their money, living their life. Because, you know, Michelle never did want to be first lady, but, you know, she put that, you know, put that off to the side. And, you know, she let uh, Barack follow his dream and she stood right there and supported him through the whole thing. Right. So now they're back to being citizens and they just out here getting their money. I mean, it's the same thing like the Clintons did when they started the Clinton Foundation. Well, it ain't the same thing because I don't think the Obamas are funneling money and robbing poor countries, you know, but that's just what presidents do after they're done. They write a tell all book and then they go into the private sector of some sorts and they just start collecting them dollars. I don't understand why this is such a big deal. Um, Like, you know, I explained it all before. It's just, you know, you just hate to be reminded of them eight years that a black person was running the country and a black first family was in that white house that's tough it's a hard pill to swallow this portion of do-rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to holding this l you all know who has to hold this l it has to be the nfl pa and the nfl Um, as you know, just yesterday, a decision came down from the uh, NFL and the owners. They didn't even contact the, um, give me just a second here. They didn't even contact the, uh, Players Association. So, uh, in response to, uh, the peaceful protests of police brutality and these, uh, unjust killings of, uh, black Americans. So it all started with Colin Kaepernick, you know, him, just sitting on the bench uh, during the uh, national anthem, nobody said nothing, and then people just started really kind of like, "Hey, why is this guy just sitting?" And then uh, he got called out by a Marine for it, and he was like, "Hey, if you're gonna do a peaceful protest, you know, at least kneel, show some respect, you know, for those fallen." He was like, "Okay, I can understand that, so let me go ahead and kneel." And. Uh, and you know white america you know they just got fed up hey hey nigger play some fucking football you know i don't want to hear about your people dying and shit like that i just want to escape reality and watch you black brutes hit each other and run that fucking ball up and down the field boy so uh the new policy statement says this um from the nfl the 32 member clubs of the national football league have reaffirmed their strong commitment to work alongside our players to strengthen our communities and advance social justice, which is bullshit. Uh, This is basically to appease these racist white folks. The unique platform that we have created is unprecedented in its scope and will provide extraordinary resources and supportive programs to promote positive social change in our communities. Let me break this down. So, Basically what that statement is saying is, hey, uh you fucking niggers who are running this football i want you to stand for the anthem okay i'll read the rules in just a second second um i want you to just run the football i want you to stand for the anthem and we'll kick back some money on the low to some social program to help inner city black kids that's what it is but we need you to put up this front so we can keep getting this money from these white bigots that's what we need to do because we took a hit very hard hit with the ratings last year and that's pretty much what happened because you had black folks not watching because uh colin kaepernick didn't get signed you had white folks who were up in arms and uh their uh their leader the cheeto in chief calling a black player sons of bitches and uh then you had the whole uh who was that the dallas cowboys who knelt in solidarity during the national anthem all together and so that just made white folks just lose their fucking mind and have uh, anxiety attacks all over social media so that's all that that means hey we need you to stand for the flag and we'll kick back some money on the low you know to some inner city program to help some some little some little negroes who need your who need a few dollars so the membership also strongly believes that all teams and league personnel on the field shall stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. The game operations manual will be revised to remove the requirement that all players be on the field for the anthem. Personnel who choose not to stand for the anthem, who choose not to stand for the anthem, may stay in the locker room or in a similar location off the field until after the anthem has been performed a club will be fined by the league if its personnel are on the field and do not stand and show respect to the flag and the anthem each club may develop its own work rules consistent with the above principles regarding its personnel who do not stand and show respect to the flag and the anthem the commissioner will impose appropriate discipline on league personnel who do not stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem how many fucking times did I say did I say uh, show respect for the flag and the anthem it never was about that. Like, goddamn, it was a peaceful protest against all these unjust killings by police. And to bring awareness of the situation. It never was about disrespecting the anthem or the flag. And that's how we we they just lost everything. Just it's just oh, it's about the flag and the anthem. You're disrespecting the troops. What what land of the free home of the brave what it never was about that and so the NFL players association that's the union um, they released a statement and this is why I have to say they have to hold this L Um, here's the official statement the NFL chose to not consult the union in the development of this new and they put in quotes policy NFL players have shown their patriotism through their social activism, their community service and support of our military and law enforcement. And yes, through their protests to raise awareness about the issues that they care about. Uh, The vote by NFL club CEOs today contradicts the statements made to our player leadership by uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell and the chairman of the NFL's management council, John Mara, about the principles, values and patriotism of our league. Our union will review the new policy and challenge any aspect of it that is inconsistent with the collective bargaining agreement. Okay. And then you had the Cheeto in chief, uh, Trump Jr. and uh, the uh, creepy incestual being, uh, Mike Pence. They were all tweeting about how it's a win and things like that, but... Colin Kaepernick's attorney had to remind people of the U.S. The 18 U.S. Code 227, which says wrongfully influencing a private uh, entity's employment decisions by a member of Congress or an officer or employee of the legislative or executive branch. So he broke down those rules to let you know that this is illegal for them to influence any kind of uh, private entity and that's the NFL so basically what these new rules are saying is uh, so if you want to protest we need you to go off the field and stay in your locker room stay off the field we can't have these white folks this fucking mad at us that's what it's saying Take your. we gonna silence your black ass so go on in there and sit your black ass down and wait in the hallway or some shit like that that's what it's saying and that's fucked up And it's just the owners and the NFL made that decision. Didn't talk to the players at all. And with that little paragraph in the beginning statement from the NFL, like I said before, all it is saying is, hey, your black ass needs to be out here or be unseen. And hey, we'll kick back some dollars. You know, so you can so we can help your little charity or some shit like that. But we need to keep raking in these races as dollars. And this is no different than what those 17 Democrats are doing falling right in line because we have midterm elections coming up. I know Doug Jones just won, but these Democrats are falling right in line, you know, with the Cheeto and Cheese policies because some of these states he won, even though they got Democratic senators. So they're trying to be like, hey, I voted with the president this many times. I sided with Republicans this many times. Now, I'm actually a conservative Democrat. You're falling right in line to keep your goddamn job. And that's all the NFL is trying to do. They wanna keep getting them racist ass dollars while using black bodies. And I know people are telling those black players to, uh, you know, to, the NFL is what, over 70% black players? And, you know, if we were all on the same page, all on the same code, had the same code of conduct, same mentality, <clears throat> you know, we would all come together, create GoFundMes for these players, and, you know, just help them out. Like, here, let's help you pay some bills while you sit out this one game. Like, if every black player sat out one the one game that they were about to play in, it would be damaging, you know, and then we would, you know, us, black America... You know, we'll create some some GoFundMes for every fucking player, and we all pitch in a couple dollars to make up for that one game that they missed. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, we're telling them to boycott and protest, but, you know, I know they have bills and things of that sort. Um, so I understand the conflict conflict right there but if we were all on the same page in a perfect world they would protest and then we would collectively black Americans and white Americans also who are non-racist and believe in justice would all kick back some funds you know, to make up for them lost wages for that one game because the power is always with the players and I know with the NBA it is required for them to stand uh, for the flag uh, for the national anthem but those players, their union is a lot more more thorough and player driven than the NFL The NFL just be on some shit like hey boy you about to get out here because most of that money's not guaranteed in the NFL these guys it's way more physical than basketball and they just it's just one of those things you just kind of go along to get along uh, which is a tough position to be in uh, so, you know, more this will be another season of me not watching the NFL, you know, um, and it was also revealed uh, in the Colin Kaepernick uh, collusion case. Uh, it was revealed that a lot of NFL teams felt that this man could have been a starter. So this takes away from that racist, bigoted ass argument from sports analysts and uh twitter uh, finger uh, bigots alike who said that colin kaepernick isn't even good enough to be a backup quarterback who was trying to make this argument this was all about him kneeling for the anthem you had many a teams and they haven't revealed the names who believe that he was a starter in this league in the 2017 uh, season huh so this just goes and proves that there was collusion going on to keep him up out of there because of him kneeling for the flag huh that's amazing ain't it so like i said this will be another year of me not watching the nfl Uh, um like i said i was i was a huge colts fan but now it's just like you know second season in i'm gonna just keep it pushing and i wasn't gonna watch it anyway um, even without this statement, if uh, Kaepernick wasn't signed, this man been working out all year, just working out with a trainer and just trying to get in, get right, you know, keeping his body right and shit like that. And he still managed to be out here fighting the good fight, donating to different um, social causes and putting his money where his mouth is. That's that's amazing to me to still be able to do that and missing a you know uh, a year's worth of salary very amazing but i hope this brother uh you know gets all the money he can about the nfl and uh you know just keeps continuing to fight the good fight and he set an amazing example um but you know the nfl players i want y'all to know that y'all have more power than you think y'all just need to be on the same damn page and us black folks we have to be on the same damn page and non other non-whites who are into justice if you really want to be all in this together yo ass would stand with these black nfl players too and white folks who don't practice racism white supremacy too if you really about that action we don't need you out here chanting and dancing and shit like that we need to put your money where your mouth is and we need to actually come together as a group and support these brothers who do choose to maybe sit out a game hey you know what fake an injury You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to, it ain't even got to be a symbolic like that. Everybody just fake an injury. Everybody just go to the same Chipotle and all of a sudden you got some kind of food poisoning or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Just go to the all the same chain restaurant in your area and fake an illness or some shit and just sit out that whole game. It's just like, oh, all the players are sick from some kind of Chipotle outbreak because of the iceberg lettuce or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So there's ways to, uh, You know, to get around some bullshit. But you guys have more power than you actually believe Um, you do. All of us do. We all do. And we all need to work as a collective. Um, One day we're going to realize that. But I feel like the day that we realize it, it'll be too damn late. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes. I have to give it to OPS, Omaha Public Schools. Um, They just released their, uh, it's a federally funded program, um, tax program. Uh, It's the uh, free meals, the free summer meals program. Um, Just nothing but love and respect to OPS for doing that. And I would encourage my, um, my people who are not in the Omaha area to check out in their city. If they have uh, you know this free uh, uh, program this free meals program uh, so basically what it is is a uh, free breakfast free lunch because you know the school the kids are out for school coming up this summer and a lot of times um, you know there be times uh, where kids don't have anything to eat so uh, there's a I'm gonna have the link in the bio uh, for Omaha Public Schools um, so basically the kids can just go and get a free breakfast and it's going to be, uh, most spots are between 8.15 and 9.00 AM. Some might be between 8.30 and 9.00 AM. Uh, and then, uh, lunch will be from, uh, noon to one o'clock. Um, or some might be starting earlier. They have some schools with asterisks. Um, so this is a beautiful thing all through, uh, I believe May and June. I believe that's what it is for the summer program uh let's see here yeah so um uh starts like may 30th uh, that'll be the start date and then it'll run through uh june 29th so uh just shout out to them because i know a lot of times um sometimes that'd be the only thing uh, some of these kids have to eat you know is their breakfast and their lunch and then they have to go home hungry and things like that because you never know what a child is going through uh, i think that's the amazing thing about my lady in her class and uh just how she's just so empathetic with those kids and she has the, the patience of joe with them because a lot of times those kids they you know growing up in the hood you, you you grow up so goddamn quickly you know i remember um being a kid and having to you know pick up my little brother um or like the daycare was closed you know him just spending all day with me when i got when i got home you know helping him with his homework while we do homework together and um you know uh cooking something to eat while mom dukes was at work and uh shit like that so um, you just never know what these kids are going through. Some of these kids going home, you know, ain't got shit in the refrigerator, um, having to pick up their siblings, um, having to watch their siblings, you know, and um. You know, while their parents are at work And trying to make some shit happen So uh, this is an amazing program Um, Like I said, I'm going to have the link in the bio Um, Please share it uh, and let other people know Uh, I know a lot of people who listen to the show Especially in Omaha are mentors and things of that sort And they work with kids So uh, please just let these kids know about this program And uh, like I said, I shared it on the uh, Durags and Shoes Facebook page uh, the Twitter page and I think on my personal Twitter page at on my hostage um, so yeah it's just a dope thing to uh, see that this is a uh, continuing program and hopefully it's going on all over the country um, to just to help these kids out uh, because a lot of these kids don't deserve this but at the same time you know um, you know parents are working. Um, some parents you know aren't working you know they, they dealing with their own shit and uh they're forcing their kids to grow up pretty quickly it's a pretty sad thing um but like i said growing up in the hood like you're just forced to grow up and be independent you know uh very quickly you know you become your mom or your dad's, you know right hand person helping them with things around the house and uh you know taking care of your siblings and then you still have to go to school and deal with that and so you're just living an adult life at a very young age um but yeah, so just shout out to OPS for doing this. And uh, like I said, I'm going to let all the neighborhood kids know. But uh, I think they all pretty much know about the program going on. And I got the Boys and Girls Club right up the street. So they, they're they always doing great things for the neighborhood kids here. But just shout out to OPS and uh, doing something right. So nothing but love and respect to them. All right, so moving on to health over wealth last segment of the show you know what i say without your health you cannot enjoy your wealth so this quote comes from brother malcolm you know we have malcolm x day that's always the 19th some people celebrate it on the 18th i don't know why it flip-flops like that but maybe because uh, if his birthday falls on a holiday or i mean on a weekend or some of that extent but in honor of that brother malcolm and being omaha's own uh much love and respect to you man we really got to get that 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 building just looking immaculate like his birth site like it's just it's smack dab in the middle of the hood and you know i know them folks are doing all that they can but we need some federal funds for that birth site i'm gonna see what i can do about that but um this quote says and it's a great quote from him you can't separate peace from freedom because no one can be at peace unless he has his freedom so that's just a reminder to uh, what's going on right now in the world, especially what's seeing what's happening with the NFL and then these Democrats uh, falling in line with the Republicans to get uh, reelected, uh, uh, fighting the evil fight. But this is up to y'all to keep fighting a good fight and don't give up because uh, you just can't. You can't. Don't let. Bullshit slide. Do not let bullshit slide and pile on top of you. Don't let anybody give you ten pounds of bullshit with a five-pound sack. Okay, just don't do it. Don't do it at all. Always fight the good fight, and you know, um, there's always going to be some freedom when you fight. It will. It's tough, but just keep fighting. Keep inspiring the youth. Um, that's the main thing that. That's why I started this podcast to you know help teenagers out. Um, and, uh, preteens who are, you know, who don't have that OG figure. So a lot of them, you know, they fuck with me over here and, um, you know, that's what it's all about. Just influencing them, uh, steering them on the right path and, um, not having them settle, but as, but for my old heads, my OGs, uh, you know, my late 20 somethings and up, you know, all the way up, uh, just keep keep fighting a good fight so these kids coming behind you will have a role model and they will have more freedoms than we have so nothing but love and respect for y'all out here on episode 124 of durags and boat shoes and as always y'all know i love y'all even the ones who rate me bad and uh, send me hate emails i love you anyway even though you're a piece of shit uh but to my listeners who really do rock with me i have nothing but love and respect for y'all and uh, i will see y'all next week One.